You're listening to the weekly Joel Klatt segment podcast. Listen to it live every Wednesday between 8 and 8.30 a.m. during the football season. Presented exclusively by Audi Flatirons in Broomfield. Exceeding your experience from the first mile to the last. I have been looking forward since the field goal was missed Monday night to being able to get the thoughts of this guy. Joel Klatt joins us for his weekly visit. He is presented by Audi Flatirons. All right, Joel, let's jump right into it. You were watching the game like we all were Monday night. What did you think of Nathaniel Hackett's decision to go for the field goal instead of giving the ball to Russell Wilson at fourth and five? Just glad he's not in Vegas with my money because this guy doesn't understand odds to save his life. I mean, probability is just totally escaping this guy's mind. Did you know that it's about 45, 50% conversion rate on a fourth and five? Maybe even if you want to go low end, like 40%. You know what the probability of making a 64-yard field goal is? Eight. 8%. Great choice, Brozif. Unbelievable. Who is this guy? Don't call your timeouts. Don't worry. I'm going to use them when they're taking a knee. Hey, man, this ain't Herm Edwards and the Eagles, bro. You're not winning that once you try a 64-yard field goal. That was embarrassing. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. What did you think of Russell Wilson's debut as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, Joel? It was okay. I didn't think he was as sharp as I thought he was going to be, and then I realized he didn't play in the preseason. So, you know, shocking. Everyone like, no, no one else did either. Well, that's fine. I don't really care what anyone else did. I just care what the Broncos did. And the way that they played was totally expected when you don't take care of your business or uh, get on the same page in the preseason. Way too many penalties from, from a procedural and details standpoint. Even some of the execution was poor. I thought Russell uh, – Struggled at times with his ball placement, whether it was overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys. His rhythm clearly wasn't wasn't there, and that's maybe to be expected with you know the adrenaline that you can expect that he had going back to that stadium. There's no doubt. Uh, but even like even the, the the screenplay on the last series that really put him behind the chains and and then led to that idiotic decision by their first time head coach. The screenplay, just like the details were never there uh, during the course of the game. The, the 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 back was too too early, and the line never got out. The line stayed on the block too long, and it, and basically against man coverage, you got to understand as a guard and stink. You know this as a guard, you got to understand the coverage as well. And if there's man coverage, it's not about getting the chip on the defensive tackle because the tackle is not the issue. The, the issue is the linebacker who's in man coverage against the back. So you can't stay on that chip too long, right? So you got to get out faster back. You've got to understand that in particular against man coverage, you cannot beat your linemen to the spot down the, what they call is the sidewalk. You can't beat them there or else that play is going to get blown up, which it did. It led to them kicking that 64 yard field goal. I thought their police play selection inside the five yard line was horrendous. I, I don't, hate being in the shotgun, but when you're in the shotgun that often and it's clearly not working, it's time to make a change. The biggest issue I felt like what was going on with their goal line offense is the fact that if you are in shotgun on the road and in particular at that stadium, you have to use a silent cadence. A silent cadence from the shotgun takes a lot of pressure um, or puts a lot of pressure in particular on the tackles and those uh, far away from the ball. 
because the guard has to look if Russell's ready. Then he's got to get down. Now the center's got to bob his head to get everybody on rhythm rather than going up in a silent cadence and getting under center and getting really downhill, which, by the way, provides much better options when you're talking about putting edge players in conflict if you're not successful on first and second down. If you can get under center, you can spin out, reverse out, get downhill in the run game. The other thing that you can do is that you can get in and just go on the pressure of the quarterback's hands for a a silent cadence. That way, no one's waiting as long as when the guard is standing up and then tapping the center and the center's bobbing his head and so on and so forth. So, Russell, was he sharp? No, but the game plan was horrific. Here's what I hate about shotgun on the goal line. So, for me, one, obviously it, it alleviates the threat of, like, quick count, quarterback sneak. You know, you don't have to protect the A-gaps anymore because you're in shotgun. The other thing I think is the hardest thing for linebackers to do because you got to sell out is defend play action. Instantly, you're stepping up on play action when the when the center's under because you got to stop the run, and therefore it creates those opportunities behind that linebacking core for the play action pass. In shotgun, you can get a little bit more depth as a linebacker, and you can see the ball handling better. I just I have never been a fan of it there, and I think that's one of the things that it creates. It eliminates. You know, it's like a pitcher that's throwing four different pitches, but he's doing them all from four different arm slots. Well, guess what the hitter's going to do? You're going to hit seeds off you. So it eliminates the deception. That's that's my biggest issue. Well, and, and I think that the, the objective of any quality offense is to put defenders in conflict, you know, mm-hmm. run game, pass game, um, play action, any of that. And, you, and you're, you're exactly right from the interior perspective. There's, a, there's no doubt. But also think of the edge, the edge players and what they have to defend because they've got to defend fullbacks and tight ends that are going to the flat. Do you know why that play action – and I, let's, let's define it properly. Sorry, I shouldn't say play action. Do you know why the run action pass was so successful all day long, all night long for, for Denver? It's because when they were under center, those edge players were squeezing so hard. And then you could slide a tight end or you could slide the fullback out and those were so effective for them all game long. All game long. Well, they're even more effective at the goal line because those edge defenders have to sell out to stop the run. In particular, if you're spinning around and getting a gap scheme, you're pulling a guard in their face, and you're getting downhill in the run game. They've got to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Then you can slide somebody out. We didn't see any of that at the goal line. In fact, the only thing we saw at the goal line down there was, was the shotgun. And then, by the way, just from a ball handling perspective, you're trying to operate so quickly that that being clean with the ball, in particular in the first week after not playing as a as a starting unit in the in the preseason, being clean with the ball is very hard, very hard from a QB and running back perspective. And then that's where fumbles happen, which is exactly what happened to Denver. So it was. It was a failure all the way around. I think it starts with with the head coach. I think if you were grading the entire team on their performance, you'd probably give all the players probably no worse than a B or a B minus, and the coaching staff would get an F because the plan was bad and and the in-game execution was about as bad as you can possibly expect. All right, speaking of the plan, here is what uh, 
Coach Hackett had to say yesterday about the, the plan that went into trying the field goal. Here it is. Um, he dumps it out to Javante. Javante makes a move. Goes a lot farther than I think we had anticipated. We were expecting to go for it on fourth down. And then you hit the mark. You know, the mark that we had all set before we started. We said uh, 46 yards. Yeah, 46 yard line was where we wanted to be, and uh, we got there. So we had to make the decision if we wanted to give it to, uh, you know, Brandon, and we did. And it didn't work. It sucks, but hey, that's part of it. All right. I, w- I want to ask you, Joel, because. Uh, uh, that's so stupid. All right. Well, go I'm ahead. Go sorry, ahead. but that's so stupid. <laughs> we wanted to get to the 46. We wanted to get to the 46. The 46 is a last resort. Last resort. Not we still have a minute and three timeouts, but don't worry, we achieved our objective for an eight percent kick from the forty-six yard line. Don't worry, guys, we're gonna hit it from the logo. How dumb is that? My goodness, we wanted to get to the forty-six. Man, you better take ownership as a head coach because that's a total fail. Basically, he just threw his kicker under the bus because he didn't hit it from the logo. Thanks a lot. If I was Brandon McManus, I'd be pissed off. We wanted to get to the 46. The 46 is a last resort. Last resort. You're trying to get as close as you possibly can. You're trying to attack. You're trying to do everything in your power to get that into a position where it's not at the 46-yard line. Wanted to get to the 46. All right, all right, quarterback. Cow. All right, That cor- just sent me through the roof. I know it did. All right, quarterback. Should Russell Wilson have overruled his coach at that point? I mean, you can't. When when a guy is is saying, we're going to kick it, then you kick it. The only thing that Russell probably should have done in terms of overriding is call the timeout right away. And, and then you force his hand because you're probably going to go for it at that point, at least in my estimation. When they weren't calling the timeout, I, I was – I was dumbfounded, uh, to be quite honest with you. And I think that's the only way you can do it. But, I mean, what's he going to do? Like, keep the offense out there? No, 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 guys. Hey, I've got the play call. Hey, Brandon, you stay over. Like, you can't do that as a quarterback. That presents way too many issues. I just felt like I felt bad for Troy and, and Joe in the booth. With By the way, they called an excellent game. But they're sitting in the booth, and you could see it. They go on camera. And you can see it in Troy's face, like something's happening on the field. And he's like, what, I don't, I can't really wrap my head around what's going on right now as he's trying to explain what's going on. And then they go back and they're like, um, so we're going to be, uh, so now it's McManus, you know, cause they're surprised with the way that it all played out. Um, and, and that's, I think how all of us were reacting in that moment. It, it, it was, you know, from that standpoint, it was kind of a, a mind-boggling situation. Have, have it's you just been... bizarre, right? So, right? I mean, Mark, like, could, how how frustrated would you be as a player in that locker room if you walk in and you know that you had totally dominated and the plan inside the five and the late-game execution of your rookie head coach was was awful? I mean, how that does not build trust in your young head coach within the locker room, does it? it no, and, and the thing I think that bothers me more than, than that is addressing it yesterday and essentially saying, well, that was the plan, that was the plan, and ultimately I would have done it a different way because the results weren't good, but that was our plan. Like My thought process is, you know, my thought process is the best coach I've ever been around as far as taking responsibility for a loss is Joe Gibbs. And he would have just come right out and go, I completely screwed that up. Um, I'll learn from it. It won't happen again. 
but that's that's not on my players. My players play great. That's on me as a coach, and I'll be better. And I, I told Mike, if you're listening to Brandon McManus, that's like you know your your kids. You've got three sons. Like that's like saying to your three sons as they get to be 16 and drive. Hey, what time do you want your curfew? They say 2 a.m. and you go okay. No, you say, well, no, it's not going to be 2 a.m. You're going to be home at 11.30. And uh, if you're not home at 11.30, you'll never go out again, right? Because you're the boss. You're the parent. And, uh, like, your idea of 46-yard line is my go-to place, th- that that just can't happen. You've been you've been in those in those meetings with your head coach and kicker and kind of what, hey, last drive of the game. You've been there, right, Joel? Like, w- what goes on in that meeting? What, what do you guys say to each other? Well, you, you always have a point where – there is, we feel like we can at least try a field goal. So I had Mason Crosby as, as mm-hmm. my kicker. And so we always felt like if we absolutely had to, we could try a field goal from, you know, getting the ball to the 46, 48, maybe even just across midfield. I mean, he had that big of a leg in, in college. But that didn't mean that that was the goal. It just meant that my frame my my management as a quarterback had to change a little bit at that moment because then I cannot take chances. I cannot take a sack. I cannot take chances with the ball, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be any less aggressive in our play calling or our, or our, our attacking style of trying to attack and get down the field. It just means that I need to make sure that I'm doing the things necessary that won't take us out of a position that we're going to at least try a field goal. But you've got to understand what a last resort is and what that what that, that that point of demarcation is and then where you'd really like to go. We always felt like, listen, we'll try it if we get the ball to the 48, 49-yard line, maybe just across midfield because he had an absolute cannon for a leg. But the real goal is getting the ball to about the 30 or 25 because then we know his percentage goes way up, way up. So once I cross the point of demarcation, now as a quarterback, I just need to control the game a little bit more. Can't take a sack. Know how many timeouts I have. All of those different things. Not taking a chance with the ball in particular over the, over the middle of the field. But we're trying to get to a place where we know that our kicker is, is rock solid and has a better chance to make the field goal. I've never, I have never in my life heard someone say the plan was to get the ball to the 46-yard line. That's that's a hindsight plan. That's a point of demarcation, and I couldn't agree more uh, about just coming out and saying, "Hey, like this wasn't on the players; it was on me." And and you lose trust in the locker room when you do things like that and come out and say the things that he did. And it's really born out of insecurity. He's clearly insecure. Wants to show everybody that he knew what he was doing when he didn't. All right, uh, definitely. Oh, there, there's all the criticism. Uh, let, let, let's go at this a different a different way. After watching brain dead offense for the last six years around here, did you see some stuff uh, that you liked yes. from the offense yes. the other I, night? A lot of a lot of really good stuff. Um, I I I loved their ability to attack in the normal field every spot on the defense. Mark, they were able to run the ball well. They were able to, to attack edges, throw the ball down the field, throw play action. With Russell, you you got more of that offense that it wasn't just, okay, we're going to hand it off, now we're going to drop back, and now we'll I guess we'll throw a play action. There was the run action pass, and just so that people understand when I'm, I'm making a difference between play action and run action. 
Run action pass is when you've got that full flow, like full zone scheme, and then the quarterback is quarterback is booting out of the pocket. That's a run action pass because there's no protection associated with it. A play action pass is generally, uh, in my mind, when you're going to get a play pass and you're going to set up a protection and try to throw the ball down the field from the pocket. That's a play action pass. So you've got a protection associated with it um, up front with your offensive line. But they were able to do both because of the success in the run game. And part of their success in the run game was the fact that Russ is athletic enough and he's clearly good enough getting outside of the pocket on those boots and, and, and nakeds and such that it was putting a lot of stress on the defense and a lot of conflict on the defense. I like their wide receiver core. I think their running back room is really deep. And I thought that the offensive line played about as good of a game as they've played in the last couple of years. So lots to build on from a player's perspective, in my in my mind. Yeah, I, I think the one thing that bothered me, and, I, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, 42 attempts. Um, and one of the things that we always used to say when I played is let's run this crowd out of the game. Right? When you're averaging five, six yards of carry, run them out. Get them to sit on their hands. Get them uninvolved. Every time you drop back to pass when you're on the road and you play it like it's a shootout, you're giving oxygen to the crowd every time they get to your quarterback, every time they make him move, every time they make it like it's oxygen to that crowd. It's like oxygen to a fire. And that was the that was the big issue I have with the game plan wise is you can't throw it 42 times when you're on the road, especially when you're averaging six yards of carry like that doesn't make sense to me. And, and, but again, that goes more towards the coaching staff right. than no, it that's does the players. Saying. You know, I mean, that's. So I'm, I'm, I'm. So what I saw from the offense on the player side was was really good, but I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. And they they clearly had the ability to absolutely take the will from the Seattle defense. Seattle's defense, you know, they were giving up a lot of yards, and and and. I don't know what it was. Were they they were so enamored, I guess, with Russell Wilson that they wanted him to throw it forty two times, but not enamored enough with your quarter of a billion dollar quarterback to, you know, throw it on fourth down versus try a field goal from the logo. None of it makes sense, man. Mm. None of it makes sense. Try it's like trying to make sense of well, a lot of things in this world. Like the the coaching staff failed this team this week. Period. Period. Play selection. Play selection inside the five, uh, late game management. I think that the, the coaching staff gets an absolute F. Well, a uh, lot to unpack from this one. I, I wanted to get to what your conversation was like with Nick Saban last week. Uh, always interesting when you, you get a chance to meet with somebody like that. We'll have to do that next week, as I expect the uh, Broncos to win convincingly against Houston. So it won't be as much, uh, you won't be as hot uh, next week well, as, as, as you were this let's, week. Let's hope. Let's hope they will. But guys, they will. Let's 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 not make any you know bones about it here. You think anybody in the AFC West is as bad as Seattle? No, but here's the good news, Joel. In Denver, in altitude, you can make it your oh, own forty-six. That's right. What's the plan going to be this? That's week? the target. What's the plan? Oh man! Now, now we are cooking with gas. Right? That's brilliant. Yes. Now the plan is the logo. The plan is the logo. Now, if we just get to the fifty, we're good. Don't worry about it. All we got to—I know we paid you a quarter billion dollars. (laughs) Get it to R (laughs) forty-six. 
Yes. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> 46. Thank you, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Later. Joel Clatley, college football analyst at uh, Fox Sports, called Alabama-Texas, that epic game last week. Uh, we'll, we'll talk some more college football with him next week. But obviously, he had some strong emotions about this one. Joel Clatt is always presented by Audi Flatirons. Hello, this is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? Have you ever felt that buying a car was solely about making the sale? It should be about the relationship, beginning with your commitment to do business with us and continuing through the years to follow. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com.